Welcome to Without the Footnotes with me, your host, Estherini. On this week's episode, I'll be talking about the Holocaust in Estonia. Hi friends and welcome to season three, episode 16 of Without the Footnotes, not your typical Holocaust lecture. It's the first episode of the new year, so a very happy new year to everyone who's listening, specifically those of you who are who are listening in real time. So it's in fact January 2022. If you're listening to this and it's mid-August 2023, then hello from the past, I guess, and I hope that the future is sweet. I hope it's been an easy ride between now and then. Um, Yeah, I hope everyone had a wonderful holiday season, if you celebrated or however you did that. After taking a little break, I'm going to be carrying on with our tour of Europe and giving an idea of what the Holocaust looked like in different countries. So, this week we're going to Estonia, And I guess, without any further ado, let's just crack on with the episode. So here we go. After having visited Lithuania and Latvia, I'm now going to turn our attention to Estonia, the northernmost Baltic state situated just above Latvia. Estonia had rather a small population of Jews compared to the other two Baltic countries, which before the Nazi occupation totaled around four and a half thousand people. Most of the population lived in the capital of Tallinn. Estonian Jews were culturally autonomous and enjoyed a way of life that was pretty much free from discrimination. They had complete control of their education system and other aspects of their cultural life that was specific to being Jewish. So all in all, a recognised minority within the country. Just like Lithuania and Latvia, Estonia was annexed by the Soviet Union in August of 1940. And at this point, Estonian Jews were stripped of their self-rule and Jewish Jewish institutions were disbanded. As a result, a lot of Estonian Jews made the decision then to actually leave the country. So at this point, around half of the population fled, and this was mostly eastward. And when the German invasion of the Soviet Union happened, Estonia was then occupied by Nazi Germany in the summer of 1941. And the country then came under the rule of the Reich Committee. Commissariat Ostland, the German civilian administration for the Baltic states and Western Belarusia. With this occupation came persecution and the genocidal process was immediately begun. Jewish people were forced to wear a yellow Star of David on their clothes, identifying them as Jews, and their property was confiscated. The the Nuremberg laws were also enacted. Um, This was enacted across the three countries. Um, But unlike Latvia and Lithuania, no ghettos were established in Estonia. Instead, the Nazis and Estonian auxiliaries massacred the remaining Estonian Jews and established some concentration camps within the country. This all began in 1941 and by the Vansi Conference of in January of 1942, Estonia was declared Judenfrei, so free from free from Jews. For those who don't know what the Vansi Conference is, this is the meeting that it's generally agreed upon that the Nazis decided to carry out the final solution of European Jews. Vansi is a place in southwest Berlin. If you've watched the Netflix show Unorthodox, the friends in that show actually go to the lake 
here in Berlin where you can see the conference house from across the water. Um, you can still go there. You can go to the house itself. There is an exhibition inside. Um, personally, I think you can get a real insight into just how nonchalant the whole thing was for those who attended the meeting, which really is an indicator of how far the Nazis had come in completely dehumanising Jewish people by that point. Um, you can read minutes from the meeting where they are just discussing the best ways to murder thousands and thousands of people across Europe like they're deciding to go on their summer holidays or something. It's really quite incredible, quite mind-blowing. Um, personally, yeah, I do think this really speaks to the power of ideology and dehumanization in genocide. How if you truly believe that a certain group of people are no longer considered human, but maybe more so like a disease or an infestation within the human ideal that you have, then you're completely capable of discussing so things like this, like it's completely normal, and then just go and have breakfast afterwards. Um, anyway... Um, back to the massacres of Estonian Jews, these were actually carried out by mobile killing squads, the Einsatzgruppen. And I think it's Einsatzgruppe A in particular. And the massacres actually began in July and by October of that same year, so by October of 1941, all remaining Jews over the age of 16 had been, all remaining male Jews, sorry, over the age of 16 had been murdered. And as I said earlier, by January of 1942, Estonia was actually declared Judenfrei. So from 1942 onwards, thousands of Jews were actually sent from across Europe to the forced labour camps that had been established in Estonia. And thousands were also murdered through forced labour in the country. When the Soviet army began advancing in autumn of 1944, the Nazis then evacuated the camps and the prisoners were forced onto death marches along the Baltic coast. Some people were sent to Stutthof concentration camp in Nazi-occupied Poland. The German occupation was officially ended in September of 1944 when the Soviet Union annexed Estonia once again. The Jewish people that had fled eastward, did some of them did return after the war although what they found was that virtually no Jews had survived the German occupation. And that, although it is very short and sweet, is the Holocaust in Estonia. I'm now going to read an abstract from Erna Meissner's testimony, who was a woman who was born in Prague and sent to a concentration camp in Estonia and then on to Tallinn prison. This abstract comes from the oral history section of the British Library. Um, it's called The Living Memory of the Jewish Community. And this particular testimony, yeah, is about her experiences during the Holocaust. So I quote, Tallinn prison, description of one day. Got up at 4am, had to clean the cell. One girl was responsible. And if it was not right, she would be sent to prison. They had an inspection at 6am. The commandant said, attention, and they had to reply, guten tag. Then they were counted. In summer, they went to work at 6.30, through the town to the shipyard and were back at 7pm. In the winter, they came back at 3pm. They had coffee and bread in the morning and soup at lunchtime. In the evening, they had raw fish. For leisure, there was no paper or writing material, nothing to read, but they had things hidden. They recited poems, talked, tried to learn Russian and sang songs. They made their own Estonian songs. 
In spring of 1943, they were told they had an infection and were kept inside the prison. That made them appreciate to go to work. She met a Prague friend amongst the prisoners. In summer of 1943, they were joined by the remaining other groups, but some had already been killed because they had got too friendly with the Estonian guards or because they had asked too many questions. A transport from Frankfurt had the same fate as their group. All the men were shot and the girls came to Tallinn prison. On the 1st of December 1943, they were taken on another transport in cattle trucks for five days with no food. They had drunk Estonian guards who were shooting people, especially in the tunnels. The train seemed to go round in circles. A guard shot a girl who asked for her husband. When things got very bad, one very brave half-Swedish girl went to the carriage carrying all the guards, and then things got better. When the train arrived, the girl came out from the guards' carriage. They came to Kochler camp, occupied and managed by Polish Jews. They found great difference between Polish Jews and themselves in terms of language, religion, etc. There was hate between them. They treated the new arrivals as traitors. They were stealing from them, even the food. Later, the conditions improved as they got to know each other. End quote. Now, as I said, that's just an abstract of Erna's testimony. You can find that at the British Library in the archives um, if you want to listen to the whole thing. It's about half an hour long. Um, but yeah, that's just a, a small insight into the experiences of someone who was sent from uh well it would have been Czechoslovakia so sent from Prague to Estonia um during the Holocaust so please do look up the oral history archive at the British Library you can find it online if you are interested in that so I think that even though it's quite a short episode this week but that is basically it for Estonia for what I have to say obviously as I, as I do mention, each episode is just to be used as a kind of springboard just to get an overview of what the Holocaust looked like. It is in no way very detailed and, and concise um, history of it is just, yeah, supposed to be used as a springboard. So if something has sparked your in- interest in this episode, then please do. I mean, you can reach out to me, info at withoutthefootnotes.org if you'd like some direction, where to look, what archives to look at, that kind of thing. Or just, you know, just have a little Google yourself and see what you find. See, um, yeah, the different scholars that have been writing about Estonia or different testimony that you can find, um, books that have been written about the Holocaust and how it happened in within the country. Um, yeah, as I said, you can email me, info at withoutthefootnotes.org. You can also message me or DM me on Instagram, which is at withoutthefootnotes. And other than that, Please don't forget to rate, review, subscribe, share with your friends if they think they'll be interested, if you think they'll be interested in learning about the Holocaust. And yeah, I think that's all for this week. So I shall catch you next time. Ciao.